The triune revelation of the gospel, Messiah, high priest, bridegroom, produces peace, power, and purity. There's many more ways of Christ. I could talk for, for days and months about the ways of Christ. But these are three of the foundational core fruits that you know, wow, my life is being established in Jesus on the gospel because I have peace, I have power, and I have purity. listening to the Braveheart podcast. For more information about Braveheart Ministries, visit braveheartministries.org. All right, all right. Hey everyone, this is a very special episode of the Braveheart podcast. I am speaking just to you, my podcast listeners. I want to give you a few updates. Uh, on some things coming down the pike for Braveheart Ministries. Um, And I want to talk to you today about the ways of Christ. Um, The ways of Christ, the nature uh, of Jesus. And uh, many of you know, uh, a couple months ago, we started um, an online community called Braveheart U. Uh, We launched it uh, with the intent of raising up gospel mothers and fathers all over the earth. And so um, there are three foundations to Braveheart U. It is called Behold, Become, Be Brave. Um, beholding is a lot of what we do on this podcast. You'll hear me preach and teach uh, on the revelation of Jesus, who he is, what he's done, why he's done it. Um, and what I'm doing is I'm giving you an opportunity to put your faith in who he is, what he's done, and why he's done it, and for you to be confident. Uh, and the Lord's intended uh, result and outcome uh, with who He is and what He's done. And, uh, and I'll unpack some of that today here uh, briefly. Uh, so that's beholding. So we, we weekly behold Him. I have uh, within Braveheart U, we have a live Bible study every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, again, you can find all of this information on BraveheartU.com. Uh, that's beholding. So we're going to behold him continuously as a community. Uh, it's been beautiful if you've been joining us on Tuesday nights. Uh, it's really, really special what God's doing. If you're in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we'll also be holding events on Tuesday nights from time to time. Uh, so you can stay tuned for that on Braveheart U as well. Uh, and then and then becoming. Uh, how many of you know that that you become what you behold, what you look at, Uh, is what you will become. It's what you will begin to manifest. And so um, the secret to the Christian life is not in doing, it's in being. And when you realize that you have been uh, transformed, that you've become a new creature, uh, it'll be a lot easier to walk the Christian life. And so as we behold Him, we will become like Him. Um, This is called the obedience of faith. This is called uh, when grace and the Word of God and the power of God Uh, causes revelation to be made flesh in you. Um, And that's what I'm going to talk about today, the ways of Christ, the nature of Christ, Uh, not just something that we talk about, that we say, that we hope we have, but but the real nature of Jesus uh, being formed in us um, so that people around us, our, our husbands, our wives, our friends, our children, they can see and touch and feel uh, the beauty of Jesus in our own lives. Um, and that's what I'm going to talk about today. Finally, you'll, you'll find within Braveheart you 
uh, a course called Be Brave. Right now, uh, we have not officially launched that course, uh, but this course is, um, is what we're going to use to help equip and empower people uh, to share the gospel in their homes, uh, in their coffee shops, in businesses. Um, my heart's desire, uh, and I believe God has positioned uh, Braveheart Ministries for this purpose, uh, for this reason, to raise up gospel mothers and fathers all across the earth. Um, and so Be Brave is going to be a specific course that we're going to equip you and make sure you feel uh, equipped. We'll answer some practical questions. What does this look like uh, to declare uh, the gospel to my friends, to my family? Um, I, want, I want you guys to do it. Um, and that's what you were made for. You were made to make him known uh, in the unique way uh, that God has, has made you. And so um, if you want to open your Bibles with me uh, to 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 4, I'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you, and then, uh, and then I'm going I'm to talk to you for a minute um, about the ways of Christ. 1 Corinthians 4, uh, verse 14, Paul is discussing his ministry um, to the Corinthian church. Um, he's talking about how he was uh, a servant to them. Um, he became a servant. He became. Uh, he went low, um, so that they could become great. And there's these other ministers around them that were being puffed up in favor, and everyone was was talking about how great they were. Um, but Paul is is here exposing the heart of his ministry. Verse 14 of First Corinthians chapter 4. He says this: I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you. As my beloved children, for though you have countless guides or teachers in uh, in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. I urge you then, be imitators of me. That is why I sent you Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord to remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach them everywhere in every church. And, and so I want to highlight a couple of things here. Paul says this to the church. He says, guys, you have many teachers, but you don't have many fathers. Now, the difference between a teacher and a father is this. A teacher imparts knowledge. A father imparts ways. A father imparts nature. A father imparts a name. A father says, hey, son, this is how our family does things. This is our, th these are our ways. These, these are the things that we do. My, uh, I grew up uh, here in Dallas, and we have something every year called the State Fair of Texas. Um, and my dad is amazing. Uh, he grew up in Dallas as well. He grew up in Oak Cliff, and he's got very fond memories of going to the State Fair of Texas. And when you go to the State Fair of Texas, you do a couple of things. You eat a Fletcher's Corny Dog, um, you eat a Nutty Bar, and you eat Jack's French Fries. And that is the way the Lewis family does the Texas State Fair. Um, and so my dad taught us from a young age, when you go to the State Fair, it's a time to eat, it's a time to bond together as a family. Um, and praise God, tonight we're going to go to the, the Texas State Fair for the first time, uh, even though this is the last week, we normally go sooner than that. Um, 
But 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 my dad imparted those ways. He didn't give me knowledge. He didn't sit me down and say, hey, let me tell you about a corny dog. Hey, let me tell you about the Texas State Fair. He said, no, 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 I'm going to take you. I'm going to gobble up a corny dog in front of you, and I'm going to say, I'm going to put mustard on it and say, son, this is how you do it. And guess what? That's what I'm doing, and I'm taking my, my daughters and my sons tonight, and I'm going to teach them the ways of the Lewis family. And so Paul is saying this. He's saying, guys, you have so many teachers. You have so many people giving you information, so many people giving you knowledge. And I, I don't know if there has been a time in history where there have been more teachers of God's Word in the Bible than there are right now. Uh, with podcasts, with YouTube, with social media, everyone has become a teacher. Everyone has become a voice. And this is profound to me because we have more teachers than ever before. Um, but I believe this scripture right here encapsulates uh, the heartbeat of my ministry, of my heart, something that I have prayed for years. I said, Dad... Father in heaven, I said, do not let me, the people that I'm ministering to, whether that be on podcast, whether that be on a pulpit, whether that be in a coffee shop, I never want the people that I'm ministering to to feel like I'm just trying to teach them something. You have to put your heart in me. There's something that happens here. Look at this, verse 15. This is so critical, and this is the shift that, that we need to take place. He says, you have countless guides in Christ. You not have many fathers. Watch this. How did Paul become a father to these people that he never knew? Watch this. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So in Christ and through the gospel, Paul's relationship with those he was ministering to was, was converted from teacher to father. Now fathers, when, when, when someone is a father... They take ownership of those people. They're no longer just any people. They're my people, okay? This is a big shift in the heart of, I believe, that we need to see in ministry. If you're called to in ministry, if you're in ministry, the, the people you're ministering to are not just any people. Through the gospel, they are meant to be your people, where you have, you have ownership in your heart of, of them. And that can only take place with two, with two principles, in Christ Jesus and through the gospel. And I'm going to unpack that in a second because, because Paul is going Paul's gonna, to gonna tell the church, hey, I'm sending you my beloved and faithful child in the Lord. Timothy was a beloved and faithful child. And he says, I'm, I'm going to send him to remind you not of what I told you, but he's going to remind you of my ways. Think about that for a second. Hey, I'm going to send you someone and he's going to remind you, hey, remember, remember when Paul was offended and this is what he acted like? That he, he went low, he humbled himself. Hey, remember when, when, when Paul was spoken of poorly and he blessed instead of cursed? Hey, remember when Paul was with us and after he preached and that guy got raised from the dead, he actually served everyone the meal. He didn't, he didn't wait to be served. Remember how he was such a servant? Hey, remember how Paul was, was so bold in his faith? Remember how, how Paul was so in love with Jesus and all he could talk about was how much he loved Jesus and couldn't wait to be with him? See, Timothy wasn't going to remind them of everything that Paul said. He said he was going to remind him of his ways, the, the ways of Paul in Christ. And so Paul says, man, my life was in Christ. And because I'm in Christ through the gospel, I became a father to you. And, and so this is something I really want to, I want to share. I want to, 
I want to impart, I want to give you vision for, is that God wants to raise up gospel mothers and fathers who carry and walk in the ways of Jesus Christ. Now I'm going to give you three, uh, what I believe are uh, foundational uh, fruits, or or I would call um, evidences that your life has been has been founded upon the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, are you ready for this? Um, you guys have heard me talk a lot about the triune revelation of Jesus, the triune works of Jesus, um, and and it and it goes like this: He's the Messiah, He's the High Priest, and He's the Bridegroom. That's the that's the triune revelation of Jesus that all of the gospel hangs upon. He's the, he's the Messiah, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He's the high priest who baptizes us in the Holy Spirit, um, who ever lives to make intercession for us. And he's the bridegroom, king, and judge who is coming back a second time. Um, and, and, and if you study this out, and I can, I can give you some scripture references. I don't have time to fully unpack this today. Uh, but, but the Messiah, the fruit of building your life on the Messiah, putting your faith in the Messiah... Um, the fruit in your life will be peace. This is Romans 5.1. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. So, and if you look at the context, Romans 5 is referencing Jesus' work as Messiah. So you're justified, you're made righteous in your spirit by faith, by putting your faith in the Messiah. And the result of that is peace. I meet so many Christians and they say, I don't have peace. I have anxiety. And they're looking for peace um, when their circumstances are changing. They, they look for peace. They say, well, I'll have peace when, you know, when I have more finances. Well, I have peace when this longing of my heart gets fulfilled. Well, I'll have, I'll have peace when I'm not so lonely. No, 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 no. Peace only comes uh, through the work of the Messiah. And when you put your faith and you trust and that you know that you know that you know that because Jesus died, that he was buried and he was raised again, that your sins have been forgiven, your sinful nature has been crucified, and you've been raised to newness of life. And now you stand today having been made right with God, one with the Son, and in covenant with the Godhead. This is the only thing that's going to bring you peace deep down in your soul. So peace is the fruit of the Messiah, okay? The high priest produces power. Uh, when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit, Acts chapter 1, 8, he says, you will receive power when the Spirit comes upon you. So the baptism of the Holy Spirit, Jesus' work as high priest, is not about primarily about tongues. It's not primarily about miracles. It's about power. Power to know God, power to praise God, power to make Him known, uh, power to pray in tongues, yes, but it's about power. It's about having dominion over sin, over death, over sickness. It's about power. And that is what Jesus, our high priest, accomplishes for us. So, so when you build your life on the gospel, it will produce peace. It will produce power. And then watch this. This is a profound one, and I want to read it to you, uh, and then we'll close out. 1 John chapter 3, when we talk about the bridegroom and the return of the Lord. 1 John 3, we'll start in verse 1. See what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. Watch this. But we know that when He appears, we shall be like Him, because we shall see Him 
as he is. This verse 3. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. This is what John is saying. He's saying when he comes, when he appears, when he returns as a bridegroom, he says everyone who hopes in him in that day will purify himself just as Jesus is, is, is pure. Okay? So, so the, the triune revelation of the gospel, Messiah, high priest, bridegroom, produces peace, power, and purity. Okay, these are the, there's many more ways of Christ. I could talk for, for days and months about the ways of Christ. But these are three of the foundational core fruits that you know, wow, my life is being established in Jesus on the gospel because I have peace, I have power, and I have purity. Now listen, guys, the church right now is in desperate need of purity. We, we have so many purity issues um, and there's a lot of purity ministries out there, but I have not heard many, and maybe they're out there. I haven't done a big search, um, but I don't hear many people saying the remedy for impurity is to, is to cultivate a hope in the Lord's return. And I would like to submit and challenge you today that if you're struggling with impurity, impure thoughts, uh, just impurity in how you spend your time, that you would begin to ask the Father, Father, cultivate in my heart a hope in the Lord's return. Not a, not a dread, not a fear, but a genuine desire to be face-to-face with the Lord. And there's something about it that, that John says that when we cultivate that hope, it produces a purity in us. Um, and so, guys, um, this, this th- three key revelations of Jesus, these ways of Christ, these are the things that we're going to be exploring through BraveheartU.com, through BraveheartMinistries.org. I encourage you on Tuesday nights, wherever you are, wherever you're watching from, listening from, uh, get get a small group together. If you have a small group, if you have some friends and you say, hey, why not Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time for an hour, we get together. Maybe you do worship from 7 to 8 and then I'll come on live on the screen at 8 p.m. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about one of these things. Right now we're studying the Messiah. We're going deep on the Messiah. And you could invite a small group over, watch the, the live stream on YouTube, put it on your TV, put it in a coffee shop, uh, whatever it is. Um, man, and, and let's, see, let's see God raise up gospel mothers and fathers. I'm so convinced and convicted um, that this is the answer for this hour. Um, and so think about it, pray about it, uh, send me an email if you have any questions, peter at braveheartministries.org. Uh, I want to hear from you. I want to hear your thoughts. I want to equip you and empower you uh, to, reach, to reach your family, to reach your community, to reach your neighborhood. Guys, it's not hard. Um, it's really not that hard. Um, and, and, and it becomes easier when we build our lives on the gospel. When our life is manifesting peace, power, and purity, I'm telling you, the world will say, I got to have what you have. I need it. So let me pray for you, um, and then I'll see you next week. Father, thank you for everyone listening to this podcast. I pray, Spirit of the living God, would you grip them even now? God, would you give them vision uh, to build their life on the Messiah, on the living Jesus who ever lives to make intercession for us? and on the bridegroom who's coming back for a pure and spotless bride. Lord, I bless them and I commend them to your Holy Spirit and to your grace. In Jesus' name, I love you guys. Have a great week.
I hope you enjoyed this episode of our podcast. For more resources, visit BraveheartMinistries.org.